You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati marhaban bikum fi al-hawar al-siniy al-arabi ma'a Bridget. Hello, I'm Bridget. In this episode of China Africa Talk, we take a look at a Malian story of working as a bridge builder between China and Mali to help build a China-Africa community with a shared future. China bringing what he has to combine with what Africa have to the betterment and the development of the two sides. Now, Khalif C. Diop has been studying, working and living in China for more than 10 years. And during the past decade, he witnessed how his country joined the Belt and Road Initiative and how China and Mali have been deepening cooperation at different levels. How did Mali get closer to the BRI and become part of it? What are some of the cooperation projects at city level between the two sides? And what did Diop do to help his Chinese classmates establish a beauty product company? For these and more, Zhou Fang spoke with Khalif C. Diop, the External Affairs General Secretary of the Federation of China-African Friendship Associations. Very nice to have you on our show. Senior Chinese diplomat Wang Yi said China has embarked on a new journey of socialist modernization. At this new historical starting point, China and Africa should speed up, taking the path of common development and common revitalization and build a China-Africa community of shared future. And the Chinese government has also reiterated its commitment to continuing cooperation under the Belt and Road with higher efficacy. Have you taken part in any project or activity regarding China-Africa cooperation under the Belt and Road? Thank you very much for having me on your show. It's a great pleasure for me to be uh, share my insight with you guys. Yes, I have been participating in several activities and projects around the Belt and Road Initiative. I can say from the very beginning of the project, by then my country was not even part of the country who have signed the agreement to be part of the Belt and Road Initiative. So I can say that I start my process of uh, uh, the Belden Road Initiative back on 2017. I was uh, invited by the International uh, Cooperation Center of the National uh, Development and Reform Committee in China. In Xiamen, we participate on what they call the Maritime Slick Road Infrastructure Construction High Level Conference. So I was invited there, not for myself alone as a Malian, but I was invited there to make sure to, to create a bridge between the conference and the Malian government. So the best way to do that was to invite the Malian embassy to be part of the conference. So through contacting the Malian embassy, they have sent the first consular to be part of the meeting. And that was the first time on my side to see uh, a movement of the Malian government around the Belden Road in shape. So from there, I'll be working tirelessly to make sure that the government of Mali back home can have more information, more insight on the Belden Road Initiative, what the Belden Road Initiative is and what can it bring to Africa in general and Mali in particular. We have tried to be talking to different heights uh, of the government to explain them the Belden Road Initiative. We make a conference back then, the ambassador of China participate on it. Uh, after all those efforts in July, uh, 25th July, 2019, 
the Malian government start to be part of the Belt and Road Initiative, they sign an agreement. In the agreements, we have political cooperation, trade cooperation, people-to-people um, -people cooperation, think tank, media cooperation, and the improvement of infrastructure. As you know, this is one of the key uh, places where China is playing a big role in, in Africa. Apart from that, there was what they call the Twin Cities Development. Twin City Cooperation is to pair cities to work together through our analysis, we have been finding that most of the time, the cooperation between China and Africa is on the level of the state, country to country. But how to deepen it to people, to cities, to province, to everybody to be to be taking part of this thing and understand that is our solution to the problem that we are facing in our different side. So based on that one, in 2021, uh, after participating on the second forum of China-Africa Economic and Trade Expo in Changsha, uh, in Hunan, I have come to find out that Hunan is the gate or the new gate China wants to build now uh, for the cooperation between China and Africa. So after analyzing and understanding the, the capacity of Hunan, we have introduced a city in Mali, is in the southern Mali, uh, on the border between Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, uh, Guinea and Mali. So meaning is in the center of West Africa, uh, called Sikasso. Uh, is a very is a economic city, like one of the most developed trade city of Mali. We are trying to pair this city with Changsha to have a twin city. So this is the biggest project, one of the biggest projects that we are working on today. And the Changsha government, after two years of like we going there and we talking to the Malian side. So after two years of interaction, I think the both sides now come to an understanding that this kind of uh, cooperation is very good. So what the Twin City is going to do, when Sigaso and Changsha will be a partner in Twin City, they will be working on projects that is putting on the eye level with the Chinese government and Malian government already, which is road infrastructure development, energy uh, development, finance and all those trade and cooperation program. So to do so, what uh, the two parts will be coming to put agreements from China, companies will be using that platform through Changsha to land their project in Sigaso, meaning in Africa. So Sigaso on each side too will improve uh, uh, his management around the Chinese companies and the Chinese project and will build projects that they feel that should be undertaken between the Chinese side and their side. And they will discuss that with Changsha. And we will see with the two part and other, like it's not because that the platform is between China, uh, Sigaso and Changsha that only Changsha, the companies from Changsha or company or Sigaso can participate. We are looking at the board level. Even companies in Beijing, in Shenzhen, in other cities can come through that platform to implement their project. So it will reduce the barrier between the, the manager, the government, the people leading the project and the companies. Let's talk more about this. I mean, economic and trade cooperation is very important, especially at this special period. You know, it's post-pandemic. The world economy is trying to rebound, revive. Um, 
China will continue participating in major infrastructure projects in Africa and supporting Africa's manufacturing, as well as expanding cooperation in digital economy, public health and green and low carbon development through various means, including financing, investment and assistance. Can you share with us more stories of you contributing to the economic and trade cooperation between China and Africa, including your country? You see, today, among the 53 countries who have diplomatic cooperation with China, 52 of them have already signed to be part of that Berlin Road Initiative. And a lot of projects, as you just said, now China will continue to participate on those projects like energy supply, infrastructure development, manufacturing, and digital cooperation. And so far, uh, I can say, like, if, for instance, in Mali, we have a hydropower station that China is building now in north of Mali, Gao. So many countries having those kind of green energy, uh, because one of the key point problems that we have in Africa is energy. When you have access to energy, most of the problem can be solved. So China is putting a lot of effort to make sure that Africa has access to energy, but not the former energy, green energy in 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 the low cost. So Mali, Tanzania, Burundi, and uh, you can see Guinea, Tanzania, uh, Ethiopia too. In those countries, we have a really big project around hydropower. When China, uh, where China is investing, there's many people participating on that. Young youth Africans. So we have come to a discussion to understand that in the coastal areas, meaning the countries who are uh, around the sea, China, there is a lot that I've been doing already on those areas. But if we take it to inside inner Africa, landlocked countries is where the problems are lying now. We have 16 landlocked countries today, and 15 among them are have a diplomatic cooperation with China. Those landlocked countries today have high price on the product that is exporting from China to their place compared to countries that are on the coastal regions. You know that China, Africa is having what they call the African continental free trade zone. And this free trade zone can be improved only when infrastructure is connected to each other, when people can move easily, when goods can flow. And all this can happen only by making sure that we have enough infrastructure on the African countries, especially to find a way to unlock uh, the landlocked countries to the sea areas. So. China is participating a lot on that, but we are trying to put forward ideas uh, based on institution to find a solution that the projects that are being taken in Africa should not, like especially on the road and infrastructure side, should not limit it itself to connect one place or one country or cities to city, but it should con contribute to connect like regions and in some extent the all Africans area. Uh, I remember last month I was in a conference with some companies organized by the Hunan government uh, for me to expose or to explain what are the new opportunity that is around the digital cooperation in Africa. So many companies was inside there in uh, from Shenzhen, even national one, the Ch China Unicom, for instance, they was participating on that and tele China Telecommunication. So we tried to give an insight. But one of the points that I was making is that we have to make sure that the project that China is taking or company are coming to do in Africa for it to serve the development of Africa today, we have to make sure that the landlocked country are our new target for the 20 years to come.
Now we have to make sure that those projects, those initiatives of free trade areas should come to the level of country. Given that travel of both people and uh, cargo is more convenient and facilitated, do you have any specific projects for trade and economic cooperation going on between China and Africa or your country? Today we have uh, what they call free, free trade zone, connected free trade zone. We are working on a project right now with uh, the Hunan government uh, to see how can we find in this, the city I call Yusikaso a place where they can build, we can build a free trade zone. So that free trade zone will be connected to a free trade zone in China. The aim of that project is that before people used to come to buy like single product in China here and they bring it and the cost of transportation was very high. So what we are trying to do now is to through a big volume of cargoes and we take products from China and we land it on that free trade zone without going through any uh, custom process. So when you reach the free trade zone, this aim to be serving the, the region. Like if you buy, for instance, a phone in China, you don't need to come to all the way China. You place your order, the company will share it directly from the African land to other African countries around the place we build, how do you call the free trade zone? So uh, when it's time to get on the market, that's when the, um, how do you call again, the costing fees and all these things will come. We reduce the price of transportation. The transport is once for everybody. We make sure that company does don't go through the costing process. Or if you have a problem with your product, later on you can send back to uh, to the uh, to the, the the free trade zone area and it can be exchanged because before, if you have a problem with your product, you have to send it back from Africa to China. Mm-hmm. So, but now we too by closing now that gap of uh, the transport. We bring product directly to the people there. And through that one, then this is from China to Africa. But you have Africa to China too, because China is importing a lot from uh, from uh, Africa. So what we are trying to do now, companies will buy, purchase African products in Africa, and we will put all of it inside the same free trade zone. We make sure that when it reach the free trade zone, it means that it have reached already China because the all clearance, all the process will be done on the free trade zone at the gate. So from there, we will import it, like we will export it to China. How would you interpret a China-Africa community of shared future? See, in an easy way, I will interpret it as uh, China bringing what he has to combine with what Africa has to the betterment and the development of the two sides, to bring development on and opening up more open up, more development, more transfer of technology to the both sides. Share future. Before we talk about China, Africa, I think His Excellency President Xi Jinping said first for humankind, all the world have to have a shared future. Meaning China is doing well today. We are doing fine. We would like to share the prosperity, the, the advantage that we have with all of you guys for all of us to get at the same level, to fight against not only poverty in China, but also in everywhere in the world. So this is the world mindset. On, under the China-Africa cooperation, so we have a share butter project. What is called share butter? Share butter is a, is a butter that comes from a nut in Africa called share. And this share 
is collected naturally. This plant is not that people are raising, is naturally. We have the biggest quantity in Maori. Most of the time, is the African women, our mothers, our aunties, our grandmothers, who go to the farms and the villages and they collect those nuts. They put in their head cages and cages, 15, 20, 30 cages. They bring it in the city. They scratch the nut, they boil it, and they give the oil of it. When the oil comes from it, this oil has been selling to many developed countries, U.S., the, uh, the Europe, and you can see most of the big brands like L'Oreal and other cosmetic products are using share butter. Uh, back in 2016, I was talking to one of my classmates called Wang Yaohua. He's my master classmate. He had a wife, and one day he came with his wife to meet me, and his wife has dots on his face. I think it was she ate something and there was allergy. I said, oh, I have a solution for this thing. And she said, really? I said, yeah. I said, I have shea butter. I can give it to you. If you put it on your face, your old dot will disappear. She's like, that is impossible. I've used a lot of product and I still have this allergy. I give the shea to her. She tried the shea. And after a month, she called her husband. No, I have to see Kali. I have to see Kali. I have to see Carl. I have to talk to him. We really have to do this thing. This thing is amazing. He really solved my problem. So I talked to her and she said, yeah, I want to do the business of that uh, of share butter. I said, okay, I can find a way to, we can supply you. My classmate now, they open a company, my classmate and their wife, and they create a product based on share butter, you know? So this product, I call it the sun of Africa product and China technology. So this is what I call share future. It connects the technology of China with the product of Africa and give you a product that can be taken in any market in the world Today, this product can be exported to anywhere in Europe, in America, you know, and uh, in much all the markets today. So this, each cup we sell, there is one UN that is taken from it and put a fund. And that fund will be helping those African women who are ready on collecting this product, uh, share nuts from Africa to bring machines or anything that can ease the process of taking those uh, collecting those nuts. In 2018, China promised to set up Luban workshops in Africa to provide vocational skills training to African youth. And the workshops also aim to serve the Belt and Road Initiative. I've read reports that a Luban workshop is also being built in Mali. Do you know anything about it? Luban is a workshop that trains people on specific skills. So China is building 10 of them around Africa. Each Luban is around one specific, like one specific skill. In Mali, is about uh, uh, TMC, the traditional Chinese medicine. And we have one, one of the base. Tianjin is the one leading the project of Mali Luban. So we are trying to see how can we participate on, make sure that that project will as soon as possible start. And there will be training around the TMC uh, in, in Mali. So... Uh, that one, uh, it can be taken back on our shared future again, because, you know, China, the Chinese traditional medicine uh, are based on plants, like African medicine. We all are using plants. But China was able, through technology, to improve its medicine to, uh, to like, having nice packaging and uh, having standard on it and be able to export on market, which today Africa is suffering a lot. So, 
on the light of that one, the Luban project back in Africa. When it starts, uh, the agreement has been signed already, the place has been built already, and it's just left to nominate somebody who will be the director of that program, which is going to be very soon too. So when Luban will, will be uh, taking place, not only that, we will bring thousands of years of experience of China to Africa to make Africans to learn that one. We will improve the African traditional medicine level to bring it to a level that what our product, I told the product that I told you now, because we'll be able to packaging it, to make standard on it, to make research around it and make sure that it recognized internationally. It has been recognized already, but we are facing a lot of uh, a lot of uh, problem on exporting because some of the we need to see some of uh, the standards to meet the international one and I'm, I'm happy as africans too to see 10 luban and very soon growing maybe 20 30 in different places that will help to build skill on youth of africa because tomorrow is those youth of africa africa is uh, we all know that is the place where i have more youth today than all the continent and that's why China want to, as a big country, as a developed country, to take part on improving the knowledge and the skill of those youth for them to be leaders of that great continent, Africa. And with that, we come to the end of this episode of China Africa Talk. Many thanks to our guests, Khalifa C. Diop, the External Affairs General Secretary of the Federation of China-Africa Friendship Associations. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.